everyone, welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. My name is Rosie and I'm here with my co-host and husband Jeremy, as usual. Thank you so much for being here today. Today it's just us two, no special guests. Um, we're going to be doing our 2021 recap. Yes, like we did last year, we are doing a recap of this, again, eventful year. Mm. Um, I think last year, on December 31st, 2020, we all hoped that 2021 was going to be a normal year after this 2020 craziness. And some normality came back, I guess. But it's still a kind of a mess globally. And on a more personal level, it's been also a very complicated, eventful, unexpected year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're just going to recap a bit what we went through, what, we, what we've been up to, the highlight, the lesson learned, the ups, the downs, and, and maybe try to see what 2022 is going to be, even if I don't think we're gonna, it's going to be going <laughs> as planned. I've got a feeling right I now. I have no idea. No. Where do we start? 2020 for us started, 2021, sorry, started very busy because we started the yoga teacher training. We were in Miami. We were in Miami. Because we're not at the moment. (laughs) We're recording from Peru right now. Yeah, it's been a heck of a year. But yeah, we started with the yoga teacher training with the Warrior Flow Foundation, well, the Warrior Flow, with Adrian and Dennis and Sari. And it was incredible. Yeah. It was so much more than we thought it was going to be. We thought we'd learn about yoga poses and about how to teach a class. Become but, super flexible. But we learned <laughs> so much more. It was so interesting. We developed as people. I feel like we had such good conversations with the group that we had about disabilities, about race, about ableism, about just so many different topics that are kind of nothing to do with yoga, but also everything to do with yoga. And it was so interesting that like, just how much we learned. Yeah. On, on Now we obviously learn about yoga and, and about the the practice by itself, the movement, which was interesting to learn about the health, the, you know, the, the posture, the form and stuff like that. But yeah, everything around was personally what I will remember, I think, yeah. um, long term. All the talks about trauma, about triggering people, about being careful with your world because you never know if, you know, what you say or what you do is going to have an impact on someone and stuff like that. And, if you can avoid to put, you know, to have someone going through some pain and stuff just by using another word, mm. um, that is huge. <laughs> that is yeah. huge. And yeah, just plenty of things like that about autism. You know, we had uh, Angelique on the podcast and that was really interesting. Also, we learned so much from her because um, that was something really new for me. Uh, all I knew about autism was what, you know, what we see on TV and it's not really a good representation as we learned about the what what is it actually like um accessibility as well was really interesting yes yeah so many different topics that was that was pretty cool um it was also very challenging because that was 11 weeks right 11 weekends so all our weekend from the first one on from 2021 to like end of march um from january yeah yeah from january to march we basically every weekend saturday sunday 8 a.m., 5, 6 p.m., 
uh, non-stop. So... It was exhausting, especially because you were working full-time. Yeah, <laughs> plus doing the podcast, plus doing all these other things that we're I doing on just, the side. I would just sleep on the Monday. I was like, yeah. I'm having Monday off, <laughs> I'm going to sleep all day, and then you'd have to be back to work. And yeah, so that was intense Yeah. Uh, for us I'm also physically it, and everything. Though. Oh, yeah. Because we did it with teachers that we know, and you know, you work with them as well. So it was people that we know. And it wasn't just like a random teacher training in like, I know a lot of people go to India or go to different places to do them, but it was great that we could do it at home in our own space, you know, have our own food and breakfast and lunch and things like that. And I don't know, just just feel... Yeah, I would have not known it with anyone else, to be honest. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. It was... And I'm really glad that we did it with Adrian Hunter and Sari and, and Warrior Flow because like we said, like they created a program that was so much more than what I would, call maybe a classic or normal yoga teacher training even if i can't compare i don't know but i'm pretty sure they're different <laughs> well they call it like a conscious yeah. yoga teacher training don't they so that you can basically their ideas you can teach anyone from like a kid to a grandma to somebody in a wheelchair somebody who's pregnant somebody with depression somebody who's been in the army with trauma like we should be able to technically teach everyone which was great and we actually recorded some special episodes about that in April May time I think it was I will uh, I can link them in the in the show note but yeah we did an episode with the three of them Adrian Hunter and Sari to talk about the training and we also did two extra episodes with guests that we had during the training Diane Bondi and Giovanna Heyman mm-hmm. um, and it was really cool also to carry on those conversation and to take them outside of the training so everyone can learn a little bit what we learned about <laughs> and also learn more about them as people and their yeah. history like they explained a bit of it but it was nice to kind of deep dive and talk about different things as well as the yoga yeah so that was our beginning of 2021 the first quarter basically yeah and and then we suddenly <laughs> realized that we had only one month left in miami because at the end of april we were leaving miami so we only had like four or five weekends left before packing and and leaving this paradise. And why did we leave? To go traveling. Yeah, but you left your job. Because I left my job, yeah. yeah. That was a, another highlight <laughs> <laughs> of the year. Um, yeah, April was pretty cool. It was it was busy because it was like packing, figuring out flights. Selling stuff. Selling stuff, yeah. Like we sold your paddleboard. We sold my roller skates and like... Your studio. My whole studio, my photography studio. We're doing like photo shoot until the last minute before <laughs> selling everything. Yeah, we were taking things to charity shops. We were also trying to see friends and try and just get it. Like, it was just, it was a busy month. Yeah. But it was so much fun because we had, we had a couple of special occasions. So one of them, we had my birthday slash leaving party. So I think overall, we kind of like did like a day beach barbecue thing. I think it was around 30 people that kind of came and went. Yeah. A couple of people from the yoga teacher training that we hadn't really met face to face came. So that was really good and friends from Miami and it was really nice to see everyone and of course I got emotional <laughs> <laughs> and the boat party yeah neither one was the boat party so it was something we wanted to do the whole time we were in Miami we left it until about two weeks before we left we we're like right we're getting on a fucking boat <laughs> we're gonna do a boat party and I think there was what 10 of us 12 something yeah, like 10. that 10 of us um had an incredible day again I got emotional I was crying towards <laughs> the end of it but it was so much fun just to be on the boat and it was with friends who hadn't necessarily met each other as well and everyone got on so well. Yeah. All, you know, like-minded people, mostly entrepreneurs, I think, living in Miami, living the dream, like pushing for more. And it was just such a good group of people who 
we just had so much fun, great conversations, great laughs, and we were taking shots in the water, <laughs> weren't we? And oh, it was incredible. So yeah, yeah, it was really special. Yeah, the last four months in Miami were pretty cool. Spent a lot of time with all the people that we love there. Mm. And yeah, we enjoyed it until the last minute, nearly. If you're <laughs> listening, we miss you all. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, yeah, we enjoyed it until pretty much the last minute. The reason I say nearly is because um, that's when things started to get messed up a little bit. Yeah. We I was supposed to finish my job on April 30th and was supposed to stay a week in Miami to just wrap it up get yeah. a last donut see friends get last, <laughs> go to the last little restaurants and walk Stuff on the beach like one more time and do all these little things one more time and two days before I was gonna leave my job and, and we're gonna leave the apartment I had a phone call from my family so we had to change plan and we had to rush back to France um, yeah so we moved out on a Friday and on a Saturday <laughs> we were in the plane to, to fly by yeah. change flights get everything it was that was a bit of a mess. We were already planning to leave on the 30th, but it was, you know, we kind of had a week left of being able to chill and see friends and things. And we had our flights booked and everything was sorted. And then it was like, okay, we need to go now. Like, we, yeah. we can't hang around. We need to go. So it was just like, okay, changing flights, figuring out COVID stuff with like... Yeah. Um, Getting a test. Testing and like, you know, what do we need? Do we need paperwork? Do we need like sorting out paperwork and yeah. all these different, you know, passenger locator forms proof that we're married because we were going to France and I wasn't sure if I was allowed in because I'm not French and all this like yeah yeah that was the beginning of a lot of paper and things for traveling (laughs) (laughs) that we got into so yeah after the first four months in Miami so we were back in France on May 3rd I think took us a while to get there Um, and basically from there we spent the next six months in Europe, between yeah. France and England. Which was kind of the plan anyway, but we'd kind of planned to go to maybe Austria to see my brother, maybe go to Marseille to see different parts of the family, you know, go to London. It was planned like we wanted to be in Europe for summer, but not not this way. Yeah. Um, I won't get into much detail, but basically, yeah, some things happened in my family and I just had to be present. Um, physically there to help out so yeah like we, we were planning to go see friends in Paris in Toulouse in Marseille and and see Rosie's family and enjoy summer you know uh, enjoy summer and enjoy time with everyone before packing again to go somewhere else because we haven't seen anyone for two years you know pretty much after with all the COVID thing mm. so it was supposed to be a nice reunification moment and fun and stuff like that uh, but yeah, I I spent five months at my parents. Uh, Rosie spent in total like a bit more than three months, and then she went to England in the middle to spend time with her parents as well, obviously, and her grandma. But yeah, it's interesting how you make plan. You have everything sorted out. You know, we, we spent like one year planning this break. Um, we started planning in spring 2020, pretty much the started saving we started thinking about where to go we started thinking about what would be next in life and stuff like that and well covid didn't help because we couldn't go to asia so we had to change which country we were going to visit and everything but i mean that's all right uh but we also yeah like 
so many things were impacted by this uh, unfortunate event in my family that things were very uncertain for a bit until things got better yeah. it was tough like yeah. emotionally it was tough like for me well i mean it was it was hard for jeremy having to go through that with his parents and you know his family and things like that it was also tough for me to spend so much time with them with such a stressful situation going on as well um so it was kind of tough for both of us and it was not um not super enjoyable no it's not some some i'll go i'll i'll explain one day uh, it's something i would like to talk more about it to be honest mm. um but it's not just me yeah you know it'll be something that happened to me and stuff like that i can talk about it because it's just I'm, I'm the only one involved and if i decide to talk about it i'm the one you know have to pay the consequences or whatever but because this is not impacting just me right? it's, it's, it's impacting people in my family um even if no one speaks english in my family <laughs> a few people do here and there and you know I, I i have to respect and understand that some things some people want to keep things quiet or don't mm. want to have everything online so yeah. um i would like to speak about it because on a personal level like on a psychological mentally emotionally level it was really complicated and i think explaining the contest would help um but yeah it's not totally up to me so one day <laughs> Are there any lessons that you learn without giving away uh, too much or anything like any takeaways or anything you've thought okay well i mean so many um one of them being you can spend your entire life planning things and you can all get shattered yeah, waiting for retirement. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you, you can just yeah, you can spend forty years working hard to achieve something, and without you doing anything wrong or whatever, you know, like mm. something that's totally out of your control can suddenly just destroy everything and shatter your life, and and then you end up <laughs> not at all where you expect it to be, mm. and and you make sacrifices your entire life to enjoy life later. And you realize that you won't be able to do it. Yeah. It's like all those years and stuff wasted for, you know, one day I will do this. When I will be retired, when I will be that, I will do this. When I have this kind of money, I will try. Like, live your life now because tomorrow is not guaranteed. And even if you're still alive, maybe some shit is going to happen that will fuck up all your plans and you won't be able to do whatever you wanted to do. Mm. Like, that's been the main thing that we stuck to me in case i needed some <laughs> reminder that you want a normal life i don't know the reminder here to fuck me up a bit more yeah. um that's one thing uh told me a lot about family about uh, what's the term like family dynamic mm -hmm. uh, about the impact of you no know, sharing emotions and the impact of not communicating communicating much mm -hmm. say um i also went I, I don't know i mean i was kind of a bit depressed at some point as well i think not to a certain degree but i mean i had some days that i was 
I didn't want to get out of bed and stuff like that, especially when you went away and I was kind of dealing with all this shit on my own. At some days I was like, oh, I might just stay in bed and do nothing because I literally can't be asked with anyone right now. Um, so yeah, it was also tough for that to just deal with all this crap and and stuff. But I also know that things fully happened at the time in my life where I can deal with those kind of things. Mm. Um all the work that I've done in Miami, all those meditations, all those trainings that I've done to learn about myself and to be more in tune with my emotions and everything has been extremely helpful because I don't think, you know, I didn't punch any walls or whatever when I think a few years ago I would have flipped somehow and break things or I don't know. Um, I think I handled it pretty okay. You were so good. So uh no it's been interesting actually to you know see like i i am way more self-aware than i was back in 2017 before that and i can see that i handled it well and i reacted you know okay to the whole thing considering what happened mm. um so it's nice to see also that yeah all those all this work that i've been doing in a sense uh it's paying off, you know. It's not something like when you when you do some like self development work stuff like that, you know. It's not like going to the gym and you see the muscle, you know. Mm. Um, you don't see like a physical change, and, and you don't always have the opportunity to really notice in an obvious way that the work you did is paying off and is there. Mm. Uh, when when you go through something like that, you can really see it because yeah. <laughs> you know everything is still in one piece around, and you didn't get mad, and you did like um, you can really see that. Oh, yeah, it was worth it, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, what else? I've learned that I'm glad that I'm with you. <laughs> I'm glad that you're extremely supportive and you're always present for me, and, and I'm glad that we have the relationship that we have, mm. you know, uh, the communication, the laugh, the everything that we have. Uh, I'm glad we have it because when you see some other people, you know, sometimes it's, it's not obvious, you know, like when you're in a relationship, you think it's normal, <laughs> but then when you see other people, you're like, we're not that bad. <laughs> like, no, you know, it's not about lucky. comparing, but like, it's, yeah, like I feel really lucky. Like, I knew I was lucky to be with you, but that was a nice reminder. That <laughs> <laughs> just in case I needed one, you know. Um, yeah, no, honestly, the main thing is I'm going to live my life as I want it, <laughs> the way I want it. Because once again, I've learned that putting things to later and, you know, stuff like, you never know, you just never know. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it was tough. Um, going to Gle to England for me in September was good. <laughs> spent time well, with so you. Before that, so I spent so I spent six weeks in France with Jeremy and his parents, which was tough. And then I was like, I just need to. I had like a weekly breakdown, didn't I? Yeah. Where I was I like, to escape. <laughs> I was like crying and upset. I was like, I can't be. I can't be here. So I left and went to England for two months. It was going to be like four weeks, and it went into five and six and seven and eight. Ended up being about eight weeks. And I felt bad because, like I said, Jeremy was getting depressed at home because, you you know, 
Jeremy looks after me a lot in our relationship, don't you? So like, if I'm not well, he'll like, okay, we'll go for a walk. So I know that's good for your mental health, but then you wouldn't do the same for yourself when I wasn't there. Mm. So you won't really look after yourself. And I was like, oh, but I don't want to be with your parents, but I also want, like, I want to be with my parents, but I also want to be with you, but I want to be here. And it was, it was a tough like eight weeks being apart. Um, but I was very busy. <laughs> decided to <laughs> decided to redo a couple of the rooms in my parents house so they had a room that used to be an office but they haven't used it in like two or three years which is basically full of files paperwork books dog stuff because they've got a dog like just tools a mess it was a hot mess it was just <laughs> full and it looked so small and full but it just wasn't being used and i was like we could turn this into a dressing room so we decided to go through all of the paperwork all of the books, all of everything, empty, completely emptied the whole room. And we put in some um, Ikea wardrobes, some mirrors, some, you know, things to make it look nice, painted the walls, got a nice rug and a plant, and basically made their office into a dressing room, which I'm so proud of. It looks so <laughs> good, doesn't it, towards the end? Yeah, it does, yeah. And then also my, one of the rooms, is, it's called, well, it's, we call it Ollie's room because he lived there for a while. Um, it's kind of like the guest room. Again, it was full of like, our kids things so the kids being me and my two brothers our things um oh, i don't even know books there's a whole bookshelf full of just like guides city guides of like paris from the 90s or something like it was just so old irrelevant just load of crap i was like okay we're gonna make this look nice so got rid of all that painted the walls put in some i don't think we've got new furniture we got some bedside tables mm. from like a charity shop but then we had drawers from upstairs that came downstairs and you know, moved things around, painted that and the ensuite and made that look really nice. So that was what I was busy doing. So yeah, it was good. It was it was a lot though. It was a lot of work. Um, but really enjoyed that. Love spending time with grandma. She's ninety one now, so been able to spend two months with her and then I went back to France and then I came back again for another couple of weeks. For her birthday. Yeah, for a for a birthday for about a month again. So I think I spent three months at home, which for me was brilliant. Like I get on really well with my parents obviously get on well with my grandma I love being at home so I had I mean it's it's shit for me to say this because you had such a shit time at home but I had such a lovely time at home and it was funny how it kind of affected us you were a bit more like I want to spend less time at home whereas I was like I want to spend more time at home <laughs> it was interesting how it changed our like thoughts on being at home and being yeah. with family um but I love spending time with grandma she's an absolute she's just brilliant isn't she She's cute. She's so cute. <laughs> um, so yeah, I came home for two months and then went back to France for a couple of weeks and then back again. And then both of us then came to England yeah. to see my grandma for her birthday for her 91st. Um, and did we spend a month there? Yeah, a little bit more probably. Yeah. A couple of weeks, yeah, five, six weeks maybe. Um, saw my brothers, my brothers came. Yeah, we saw everyone, which was nice. Cause my little brother and his wife. Years. Yeah, my little brother and his wife live in London. My big brother and his wife and two kids live in Austria. So I haven't seen my nephews for like two years. So it was brilliant seeing them, mm -hmm. took them to the farm and we're playing and messing around and doing all this fun stuff, weren't we? So yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah, no, this summer was interesting to reflect on for me, like family and also where I'm from and stuff like that. Like I, I feel so disconnected with a lot of people in my family or some people you know from my hometown and stuff like that i it's more like the views of life isn't it like what's important i have such a different life and i have yeah. such a different mindset compared to a lot of people there 
I feel I really, really disconnected to a lot of people. And going there, I don't feel like home anymore, in a sense. Mm. Um, I don't feel I belong there anymore. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm an alien, not even a foreigner, mm. an alien. Like, I don't feel I speak the same language anymore. I don't know what to speak about because, you know, what they care about or their opinion on a lot of things in life or so opposite to what I think or, so I, or, or I just don't have an interest on it. Um, and also pretty much everything that I like in life or that I see, they either don't understand it or don't know about it or think it's stupid or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I feel such an alien dropped on another planet. Mm. Um, and I recognize faces because I've seen them my entire life and I know the place and everything and I appreciate the view for two weeks. Then I realized that I feel like, I don't know, it sounds really like arrogance, but I feel like I've outgrew this place so much. Yeah, you have. You know, sure. like, and and going back there is just, you know, are pulling me back to some weird shit mm. that, yeah, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> at all. So it's weird. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of... Which is weird to say that, but... Well, I'm kind of the same. I mean, when we go back to England yeah. we literally stay at my parents house talk about trauma and then yeah and we left the, <laughs> we left the house once because Jeremy wanted to go and watch some rugby in Manchester so we got the train and I was like terrified on the train I was terrified walking through Manchester I used to go to the University of Manchester I'd get drunk and walk home alone in Manchester like I was absolutely fine these days though like even just standing on Lancaster train station I was terrified I was going to get beaten up like I was terrified Jeremy was going to get jumped I was terrified that something bad was going to happen like so I completely feel you. Like I, I could never move back home. Yeah. I could never go back to England because I've, just, I think I've got yeah so much trauma oh, yeah. that like I would not want to. Yeah. Like when I go home, it's to see my parents and my grandma like at their house. We'll go for a meal maybe, but it's not like I'm not going to different. Yeah, towns and also it's and kind of outside and it's yeah, really quiet. Yeah. yeah, so. No, but yeah, it's been interesting going back after yeah pretty much two years with COVID and everything, and it's it's been two years of growth and a lot of change on a personal level yeah. that I was kind of shocked yeah going back there it's um, funny as well because you don't notice the changes day to day no. it's like say with the meditation you don't see the muscle growing you don't see the changes until you go back to home and you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah. how did I used to live here how did I used to have these conversations how yeah. did I used to do this I don't know it's so yeah it's so strange honestly um yeah it's confusing in a way, because it's people that, you know, you, some of them, I mean, they're in your family or some people, you know, for decades and stuff like that. So it's kind of weird. But yeah. It's just life. It's just ways. <laughs> um, eventually, we saw, we, we saw the end at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Um, that's when I came to England and that's when we started to talk about traveling. So we, was, we wanted to go traveling beginning of September. We ended up basically de delaying everything of two months. We left middle of November, mm -hmm. uh, which is fine. Just we had to change everything because COVID didn't give up. Um, we all thought 2020 was going to be the mess and 2021 was going to be the rebirth and it's going to be all good again and everything yeah. and going to be able to enjoy life and stuff. And I think most people still didn't jump on a plane and most people didn't go back traveling and a lot of countries are still closed and stuff like that so yeah um, going to asia just wasn't realistic 
so we decided to change plan and we went to South America instead. And we picked Peru. Yeah, and even that was a bit like, okay, so where's the cheapest flights? <laughs> we can go to Peru, Brazil, or I don't know, Colombia or something. Yeah. We're like, let's just go to Peru. Like yeah. we had like, I'd heard of Machu Picchu, I've seen the pictures. That's pretty much all I know of Peru. <laughs> and it was like, we'll go there. That'll be yeah, because we didn't do any research on this side of the world. We didn't really have any preference. Right? We didn't mind going to one country rather than another. So kind of picked the cheapest flight. Um, well, also, I mean, just maybe to give more context, um, all the time I spent in my in my house for summer to help with my family had an impact on our finances and on, especially on our travel stash <laughs> yeah. that we've been saving up for 12 months. So we were expecting to, well, we had a, a budget to go traveling and this budget was cut pretty much by half. Mm. So changes things yeah it, ju it just changed a little bit maybe you know places we wanted to go and stuff like that even if we, i mean we were probably done kind of the same but oh we would have done budget backpacking anyway yeah but well, we kind of we paid more attention to prices than yeah. we would have done i think yeah. so yeah just to mention that to give maybe a bit more context but yeah we came to peru just because it was the cheapest flight i just looked everywhere like okay if we fly from manchester if we fly from london if we fly from marseille if we fly from barcelona like all the nearby airport that we had mm. and let's see which flight is the cheapest to go in one country in south america and we ended up doing barcelona lima in peru yeah and boy that was a pretty good decision absolutely <laughs> love it here peru is incredible we had no idea like all you ever see online or on instagram in particular is people you know getting a picture at machu picchu the rainbow mountains rainbow mountain and this woman holding a kid with an alpaca or llama on oh, the yeah. back and she's wearing a hat. Yeah, the alpaca. Right. Yeah. This classic picture that you see everywhere. Yeah, in Cusco. Um, yeah. So we didn't really know what to expect. And if, if I'm honest, when you see tourist spots on Instagram, I almost don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Like, with Machu Picchu, I'm kind of a bit like, but do you have? you have to go there though like is it really worth seeing but like the rest of like we haven't been there yet so that'll be coming in january um but yeah peru has been incredible yeah so much more than what i we i think expected yeah. um and by that i mean i really like globally um it's it's a big country for us though we big <laughs> You can travel for 12 hours in a bus and you haven't been very far on the map mm. <laughs> when you look at the whole thing. Um, the diversity of landscape that this country has is insane. Yeah. Like the last two weeks, we've been in the capital city, which has like eight or nine million people. We've been to a cloud forest near the Amazon jungle between the Andes and the Amazon jungle where we saw like birds and monkeys and it was like kind of like rainy because it's tropical season and rain season and stuff like that. And it was a German settlement. So there's yeah. like German and Austrian like buildings and food and beers. And so it's like Germany, uh, like a tiny German city in the middle of Peru. And we drove through the Andes. We went up like five, 
thousand meters high, which is I don't know, fifteen thousand feet high, I think, some stuff like that. I was sick in the bus with altitude sickness. Yeah. <laughs> and we saw incredible landscapes, and we went to an oasis in a desert, like a real desert, like the Sahara, like sand dunes that are huge and For miles. just endless. Like yeah, you can't even see the end. Um, with a tiny oasis in the middle, nice natural water there somehow. Uh, at the moment, we are in Arequipa, and we have a view at the window on a volcano. Yesterday, there was snow on the top. I think it melted today. I mean, yeah, just that in two weeks, we saw so many different landscapes. It's absolutely insane. On top of that, uh, the food is incredible. Yeah. People are amazingly nice. Yeah. And it's fairly cheap for white European like us. Yeah. I like this country. <laughs> yeah. Food, like, let's talk about the food. It's been good, but my tummy has not appreciated it. Yeah. I've either had the shits or I've not pooped in a week. <laughs> so that's been fun. I'm like hungry, but full. <laughs> if you get my drift. But like when we were in, Ari- in the Oxapampa, in this like cloud forest, the host there was telling us that just along the coast of Peru, like I don't even think the whole coast, but a certain coast, like part of the coast of Peru, there's over 2,500 different types of soup. And that's not even including the soups that are inland on the Andes, mm. you know, in the Amazon jungles, all that, all the rest of it. And there's so many different dishes and specialties. We've not had curry yet, which is guinea pig. That's on our list probably for Cusco or yeah. here, maybe if we can find it. So we're looking out for guinea pig, but we've been having lots of chicken and rice because chofa is a thing here, which is Chinese Peruvian food. So it's a lot of kind of rice with soy sauce with then like chicken and pineapple, for example, or like sausages and things like that. There's been a lot of chicken and rice. Yeah, it's not like extremely elaborated cuisine, you know? Yeah, um, no. Well, not where we've it, been it, anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's good. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah, after that, I'm, I'm sure you can find that, but we've been going to local restaurant where most of the time we are the only white people there mm. uh, the only tourists people stare at us sometimes <laughs> but it's yeah i don't know i mean it's, it's, it's just cool to s- live how they live and and experience that and try local things and you know like sometimes you don't understand what's on the menu or the drink and so like, okay let's just try it yeah. now all the drinks that we had like the chicha morada which is a drink made from blue corn or some a drink called cebada which i googled and i didn't understand what it was <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was delicious but it was re- yummy and today for lunch we had some mint water that kind of tastes like moroccan tea yeah it's a bit like moroccan um, mint tea but cold yeah um and yeah that's the thing here and it's just really cool to discover all that and yeah i i, I agree with you like i rather do that than machu picchu in a sense um there are a lot of things that we see because we also travel very slowly compared to everyone else. (laughs) So we went to Nazca, which typically tourists will arrive in the morning, do a flight and then leave in the evening. So they don't really, and then even then they'll sit in mom's cafe (laughs) for six hours waiting for the bus to come for the next like leg of the tour. Well, we stayed there for three nights and we were, I was going to say we were there for Christmas Eve. So we saw the whole hustle and bustle of like, all the shops were open all like the f- went to the food market and there's like pigs heads hanging and like loads of fruit and veg and flowers and like 
so many people just buzzing around getting all their last bits for Christmas and then even like the toy shops you're only allowed a certain amount of people in per shop because of COVID so there's people outside waiting to get in to get this toy for their kid people were buying toys at 10 9 or 10 p.m on the 24th oh, yeah it was so funny <laughs> and like the main square was super busy with like kids on roller skates and like playing with balloons and balls and bubbles and like it was so fun to see Christmas Eve in somewhere where tourists don't typically stay more than a day yeah and i think it probably would have been it's nice as well to see a small city like yeah it's touristy and that people come and do the airplane thing but they don't ever stay i think it would have been different to come to arequipa which is the it's the second biggest city in peru but it's still about 10 times smaller than lima it would have been completely different had we been in a bigger place like here but um yeah it's like this is what we love it's a slow travel so eating at local places trying to stay in airbnbs with local people trying to like understand the culture a little bit more and not go to like the five-star hotel and the posh restaurant and well and just doing all the tours and everything nice when we went to this oasis uh, in wakachina so you're surrounded by sand dunes and the thing to do over there is to go on those buggies and you got to do it driving you up and down and going fast (laughs) and stuff like that and then you can go on like a board and and do some sandboarding so you go down a dune on your on your tummy um yeah we haven't done that but we did climb two massive dunes i have no idea how high they are but let me tell you they were too high (laughs) for my for our legs because it's hard to climb a hill that's full of sand you know I was <laughs> made cra- of sand <laughs> i was crawling at one point i was scared of falling down the side it was so steep either side it was steep as hell and also you know I, the, the sand just absorbs suck up all your energy so you 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 step and you go back and it's like exhausting as hell and and the view from there was amazing and then we decided to go down because it looked flat to walk in a valley and we ended up at the bottom and it's like oh shit it's not flat at all and it's gonna be even harder and we have to climb back up and everything like and no one does that and yeah i I rather experience stuff like that than going on a buggy and drive like a crazy dude just to have a gopro film i can post well that's the thing with wakachina as well is that most people again they'll go for like a couple of hours they arrive there they go in the buggy thing and then they go to the next spot whereas we stayed five nights so it's like I think our way of travel is a lot more like slower paced and just being able to actually appreciate and understand where we are a little bit more and fair enough, I mean Huacatuna is a very touristy place there's no locals there but it was no. still nice to have the time to like see the sunset from this angle and now from this angle and then from this angle and like yeah just do things that people maybe people don't usually do I think yeah and I don't know if I'm gonna have many opportunities to go for a hike or for a three hours walk in the sun desert yeah you know and I can tell you after 40 minutes walking there when you see a movie and they walk for like three days in a desert it's bullshit yeah it's not i don't i can't believe it's real <laughs> at all <laughs> i don't think you would make it 48 hours there no. um yeah no bull- bullshit <laughs> yeah no yeah this this country is full of wonders full of surprises and and we enjoy it it's pretty pretty amazing yeah i've just arrived in arequipa so we're going to be here for two weeks hopefully unless plans change which i guess brings us on to the next topic yeah um so just before christmas a couple of days before christmas um my parent my brother well my mum and dad and my grandma drove down to see my little brother in surrey and the first thing my mum said to my little brother was 
I can't communicate with your dad. And so after about a day or two of kind of him not understanding and he's got hearing aids, so he's hard of hearing and him not quite hearing things or not understanding what they were saying, um, he then started to not be able to speak. So they took him to hospital against his will pretty much. <laughs> and they're still not sure what's happening. Um, they think it's either he's had a stroke or he's having stroke-like symptoms due to his illness. He's got a super rare illness. Um, so they're not quite sure what's happening. He stayed in hospital for two nights and basically he can't communicate. So he, when he writes on messages, it doesn't make any sense. When he talks, he just kind of goes, la, 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 la. And sometimes it's better than others. That's kind of a bad example of when it's a bad moment. Um, but he's struggling to say words. He's struggling to read. He's struggling to understand. He's just completely lost all of his communication skills. So that's been obviously very upsetting and very um, worrying. And I'm not sure whether we need to go home or not. So they were in Surrey. They drove back today. Um, yesterday, if you're listening to this on the day we post it. Um, so yeah, it's a tough one because obviously, you know, we, like Jeremy said, we've been planning this for over a year, like almost two years now. Um, we saved up lots of money, lost half of that over summer because of whatever happened, happened. And then had a stressful summer and we were like, okay, now we're going to go and live our lives and have fun again. And it's been six weeks, six and a half. And we've just been given another I don't want to say piece of shit but you know another something to deal Bridge. with yeah something to deal with so it's kind of like you know I want to be in Peru I want to be backpacking I want to be traveling I want to be exploring and taking photographs and trying new foods and doing all this fun stuff but at the same time it's hard because pretty much all day I'm thinking about what's going on at home and my dad and if he's well and what's happening and is it worse or better or like what can I do to help from here well nothing really I mean I don't have the finances to get him specialist help tomorrow you know I'm, I'm not minted and I can't be there to help with food or clothes washing or just general housekeeping things or you know and it's just hard it's just tough because it doesn't affect just me as well it's me and Jeremy and I've you know I've said had we been in France or in Miami I would I'd be home already and I'd just be like I'm going home I need to be there you stay in Miami or France wherever we are in the world and carry on with your job and I'll be back when I can be because it's kind of what we've done yeah. my grandma was in hospital I went home and my dad had cancer I went home and it's kind of what we do is you know typically I go home and be with my family and it's so tough because at the moment it's not just me that needs to fly home it's both of us because Jeremy's not gonna I mean you might do but he's <laughs> not likely to travel Peru while I'm at home dealing with my dad who can't communicate so it's like it's both of us have to up and leave and it's it's just hard and I don't know what we're gonna do at the minute and I like my dad always says to me like you be happy you stay in Peru you travel like he wants me to enjoy my life and get on with it and pretend like everything's normal which is fine but you know it's still very very new it happened like last week so it's still very new it's it's going to be hard on my mom not being able to communicate with him it's hard on him not being able to communicate with anyone and there's also my 91 year old grandma who lives at home so mom's got to look after her as well and it's just a lot. asking every day when we call her when are you coming home, Rosie? She misses. <laughs> I mean, I miss her too, but she misses me so much. And every time, so when are you coming home then? As springtime, I'm coming back in summer. Oh, that's so long away. Can you come back sooner? Like, which I don't know. So that's been happening with me. So, like, I have, I've been vlogging the whole trip. So all my videos, 
like all of our travels have been on YouTube and I've been, you know, taking lots of photographs and video and everything. And even the last couple of days, I've just not wanted to vlog because I'm just obviously, my mind's not in it. And like, I want to be here and traveling, but obviously I want to be at home and help my family. But then I feel like I should already be home. Why aren't I already there? But then I'm not. And am I actually going to be helpful if I'm there? Or is it just going to be another person to look after? Like, it's just... It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, not easy once again. <laughs> so it's one thing after the other. Um, the plan was to stay in Arequipa for two weeks, and then go to Puno, which is on Lake Titicaca, which is one of the highest lakes in the world or something altitude-wise, for about a week, and then spend two or three weeks in Cusco, and then move on to either Bolivia or Argentina or Chile, depending on borders, depending on COVID, depending on everything that's going on. And now I'm like, I don't even know if we're going to be at home next week or if we're going to be here next week so yeah yeah once again you you can make plans for as long as you want <laughs> um there are things you can control in your life but there are things also you cannot and and that you have to yeah just deal with yeah and uh yeah it's a tough one as well because this also what people see and it's also what we see in a sense that like the way you present it you know um, I'm just here traveling and stuff like that I mean yeah it's, it is traveling but it's also a long-term plan that we save money we travel to see the world but also to be in a place where our saving will last us longer which is going to help us to work towards building your youtube channel growing the podcast growing royal flow tv going you know building well, hopefully multiple streams of streams of income so by the end of our journey in 2022 hopefully we could be financially independent yeah um and a lot of people just see us as oh yeah they're just traveling and being around like no we also try to spend hours walking and we're not just traveling and taking pictures and 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 doing nothing like we are trying to create a life that we want for ourselves and yeah, like and, and and we need in a sense that we need to be traveling to create this life like the amount of time and energy i've spent on my youtube yeah. and then especially because when we're in oxapam my laptop stopped working and then again that changed all our plans i was going to try and get it fixed it was going to cost probably two three thousand euros it was just crazy mm. so i lost i think i'd filmed and edited about a week's worth of content obviously lost all that so then i had to go back and re-edit the videos already edited i lost about a week's worth of content but we're now sharing jeremy's laptop which means that when i'm working he's sat doing nothing and when he's working i'm sat there doing nothing so working now is also going to take twice as long because we can't just work two hours at the same time it's yeah. like i work two hours you work two hours it takes four hours to do the same amount of work but like the amount of time and effort and energy i've put into my youtube and like you know we're not going to go out this afternoon after recording this because I need to edit it by tomorrow. Whereas had we just been traveling, we'd be out visiting things. So like we are, you know, making sacrifices in terms of our travel to try and build my YouTube channel, to try and build some income for you to work on your projects. And like we're doing all these things so that we can be financially independent. But then I think people just see us as just traveling. Yeah. Which is fine because we are just traveling, but we're traveling with a, a mission and like yeah, a purpose. Now we we obviously travel because we want to travel, but it's also because when we discussed this, you know, one just one thousand euro, one thousand dollar is going to last you longer in Peru or in Asia than in Miami. Yeah. 
sure. You know, yeah. so no, no, but like, yeah. so like this is also one of the reason we decided to go traveling is because also our saving would last longer if we travel. And I know that can sound counterintuitive because usually traveling costs a shit ton of money, but as we're living in a city with a high cost of living, actually traveling for us is cheaper. So we're not just traveling and relaxing and spending time by the pool. We're actually spending a lot of time walking. And yeah, most of you guys, people don't see that. But yeah, it's it's, it's a, a very thought strategic break that we're having. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're not just fooling around and just having fun things. We are, but we, it's not just that. And it's not the obvious part. It's not the thing that we talk about every day and stuff like that. But we do spend a pretty decent amount of time on it. <laughs> and um, yeah, and obviously family is more important. Um, and yeah, if we go back, we'll have to go back and we'll we'll find our way. I mean, we always do. Um, I mean, it's not like we're going back for 10 years. You know, we'll go back for a month or yeah. two until things settle down and then we'll go off travelling again and we'll just start again. And Yeah, we'll figure out. But it's emotionally not easy to deal with as you can only imagine family stuff or never fun <laughs> yeah uh, so other things to talk about my youtube yeah i'm finally monetized um i'm going to be doing a video on my youtube channel talking about how much i've earned my first month so go and subscribe if you haven't already so maybe just for the people who don't know exactly what that means can you just give a little bit of context on when did you start taking this seriously what do you need to and money from youtube just to like quickly some context so started seriously well started years ago started seriously in the end of january 2020 so it's been almost two years i've been posting three videos a week for the most part i've missed a couple of days here and there because i was spending time with family or because i was ill or whatever but pretty much three videos a week um and to be able to be monetized to be able that's to about earn, 300 videos yeah, in two years a lot and in order to be monetized, so to earn money from YouTube, you need 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. So I got my 4,000 watch hours ages ago. I think I'm at like 10,000 now or something. Um, but the thing was subscribers. So some of my videos, like I think one of my top one has got like 37,000 views, which is insane. Another one's got about 34,000. So I'm getting views on my videos just people weren't necessarily <laughs> subscribing. But whilst we're in Oxapampa, I hit 1,000 and I was literally sat there connecting my internet from my phone onto my laptop to try and monetize my videos and I was like I can't waste three weeks of video like monetization um so yeah I'm now going to be earning money every month I think it's going to vary it varies from day to day I've been looking at the stats and it'll vary from month to month but it should I mean I'm quite happy with what I've earned so far this month for the first month and I'm hoping it'll only get higher and higher because the more videos you produce and the more people that find you and watch your videos and subscribe and it's mostly about watch hours now so the more people that watch your videos for a long amount of time the more money you would earn so um it was interesting you asked me how much i think i'd be earning next december yeah and i have no idea like i have no idea because it's taken me two years to get monetized i have no idea if it's gonna grow like maybe double yeah in a year or if it's gonna be exponential 10 times or you know i've no idea how much it's gonna grow so it'll be super interesting but i'm gonna be documenting it on youtube so i'm gonna be doing a video about like how much i've earned in the first month maybe then six months in a year i don't know we'll see but it's exciting because it's been so much hard work i cried didn't i yeah when i found out because um well i don't think people see well it's not, i know people don't see how much it takes uh, it looks easy to 
just put videos on YouTube, but like I said, like three videos a week is a lot. And also when people watch a 15 to 30 minutes video, that's actually pretty much a full day of work. Well, so typically if I have an hour of content, it's probably going to be a 35, 40 minute video because I have to chop out, you know, all the ums and ahs and the blank spaces and the car driving past that's really loud or whatever. So and also putting images on top or videos on top. Yeah, and the music like and description and all the rest of it. So it's a lot, it's more work than I thought it was, but I absolutely love it. Yeah, no, but also the editing. Like if, if you have an hour of content and you can make a 30 minute video of that, but this this editing is going to take you hours oh, also yeah. plus yeah. writing with descriptions and a keyword like yeah it's it's not just filming a video on your phone putting publish and i say i don't think a lot of people realize how much work and hours it takes to produce this content it's way harder than doing the podcast to be honest um i mean i only do you know we only do one episode a week on a podcast but in terms of time like we record i listen to it once i chop stuff here and there but I pretty much listen to the conversation once, which take me, you know, the length of the conversation. And then I write the thing and it's, it's not a crazy amount of work compared to the video mm. uh, editing side of things that you have to go through, especially when you decide to produce three videos a week. <laughs> I love it though. And I think the thing I love as well is that I'm doing it for me. And like, yes, certain videos have done better and they've gotten more views. Or like, you know, certain information might be useful to other people. So we did like a watch this before traveling to Lima video, which is hopefully full of lots of information for people traveling to Lima. But then the vlogs is mostly for me to remember, honestly. Like to, and I love watching my old videos, don't I? I'll just <laughs> sit sometimes and watch an old video and be like, oh, well, that was a fun day. So I'm doing it for me to be able to remember our travels and remember all, because I have such a bad memory, to remember our life and everything. But it's brilliant that people are watching and now there's somebody from Peru as well who's liking all my videos and commenting on them all mm. and like giving me information about Peru and it's just such a nice way to connect with people and to share. The, the yoga classes as well have been doing well. Yeah, I haven't done yoga classes for about two Especially months. Your bed yoga. Bed yoga was <laughs> getting some views. So I yeah. know it's been brilliant. I can't wait to see what's going to happen next year with it, like how much I'll be earning, how many subscribers I'll have. Like I have no idea. On another note, uh, I record a, we'll record a podcast episode about the podcast for the two years anniversary probably or but this is episode 97 that means just interesting people has been going on for 97 weeks because we didn't miss a week mm-hmm. getting close to a hundred mm. and getting close to two years which you know will be episode 104 technically it's 52 weeks per year um and we reached 32 thousand downloads uh, a few weeks ago we are like 31 something now so like the the podcast doubled compared to 2020 uh, we had more than twice the amount of downloads so thank you so much for listening thank you to all the new listeners uh, that found us this year in 2021 and we hope you enjoy it we started to record episodes in peru we published one already with Walter last week, and we have one coming next week with Bresley, who was our ge- our host in Oxapampa. And this is the, I feel in a way like this is the beginning of the pot, maybe a new beginning, because you know when we had the original idea, it was to record conversations with people that we meet while we travel and everything. And I mean, yeah, Miami was part of traveling. We met a lot of people there, but. It's also interesting to record like more like on the road and stuff like that and 
we only did two so far. I've got a few people that I need to follow up with <laughs> to record. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just interesting. You meet someone for a few hours doing a tour or for a bus ride or whatever, and you talk and and you can, you know, feel that those people have stories once again and, and it'll be cool to just put it out there. So um, yeah, I'm really excited about 2022 for the podcasts. I didn't write down any goals yet. I will. Uh, my goal for 2021 was to I wanted to triple the podcast mm. in 2020 we had about 10,000 downloads I wanted to bring it to like 40,000 uh, we reached like 31 or 32 so not day. there but it's pretty good I'm pretty happy about it I'll set up another high goal this time and and we'll see uh, yeah but we'll do a more lengthy episode about stuff that we have in mind about surprises that are coming up on the podcast we had our first donation. Yeah. <laughs> that was exciting, to be honest. Uh, someone actually... Like, so we have this page online called Buy Me A Coffee. It's like Patreon, just a, another a competitor. And you can do like one-time donation. Um, and I created this page, but I didn't really advertise it. It's on a website. There's a button, supporters. If you go to justinterestingpeople.com, there's a supporters button and you can yeah donate if you find any value in in our podcast but yeah i haven't we talked about it yet i I will in 2022 but yeah someone just listened to an episode i think it's the mother of a guest and she enjoyed it and she just made a donation of five (laughs) dollars and that was was really happy about it super Uh, exciting yeah it's just nice to just you know that someone appreciated what we created and they thought that it, it would be good to say thank you and give us a little thing mm. uh, it was just really really nice came out, out of nowhere when in a small hotel room in barcelona just starting our trip I was like, oh my god we just got five dollars <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i've never been so happy to get five dollars honestly <laughs> so thank you so much for that that was really really appreciated and uh, you know like I've, I've said i mean I'm not doing this podcast for the money, but if we could make money with the podcast, uh, that would make me really happy because that would mean that people find value in what we do, the stories that we share. And and yeah, if people are, are, are okay to contribute and help us out, you know, those this money would go into equipment, into longer travels, we'd mean meeting new people and mm-hmm. also more more like more diverse people and stuff like that so yeah that'll be amazing and, and yeah just made us very happy mm. <laughs> yeah um highlight of 2021 one or two for you oh the boat trip the boat party that was so much fun um and then spending so much time with my parents and my grandma, especially. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I know. It was going to make me cry. Yeah, just seeing her and spending time with her because she's probably not got long left and she always says she misses me and it's just so lovely just to give her a kiss and a cuddle in the morning and sit with her and talk to her about her life and look through her photographs and yeah. she's cute. Mm, main lesson you've learned this year? Oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Don't spend six weeks with the in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> and you want me to go back to England to spend six weeks with yours? <laughs> you can put it with mine, though, you've said. I'm kidding. Jeremy can deal with mine, I can't deal with his. I'm kidding. Um, no, lessons. I think the biggest one has been, like you said, to live life. And I mean, we keep getting this reminder, you know, things happen and we keep getting the reminder of you just got to live life when you can. And another thing is that you make plans, but they always change. Hmm. So like the amount of times we've made plans where it's big or small, you know, we're going to have a baby four times. It's not happened. Or we're going to go traveling. Or, okay. It was two months delayed or like just, I don't know. I think just live life, try and do as much as you want to do like fun stuff really enjoy it but then also I've learned that being with family is important and like being there for them and spending time with them it's really important to me so what about you highlight highlight mm. it's a sad highlight but leaving my job mm. like I was sad it was also a choice but I knew it was the beginning of something new. Um, but yeah, I remember the last day that I could Zoom call with like everyone and just chat for how many hours and had a beer and closing the, the laptop one last time was like, mm. you know, it was weird. It's been like six or seven years. So that's clearly a, a highlight. And also all the consequences behind this action, like closing the laptop was like closing the Miami chapter. I, it was a, a huge mm. thing. It wasn't just leaving a job and stuff like that. Um. <laughs> the, the other one was the the dragons being in the final. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Uh, his, that's his rugby team. Yeah, so I follow rugby league, which is the rugby that you probably don't see much on TV if you're in, in, in France or in England. It's the famous one in, in Australia. Um, and the team I support have been supporting for more than a decade now well, since they were created the Catalan Dragons reached the final of the league for the first time and we went to the final we lost but the semi-final was exciting I watched it on TV in Bozzi's house and at the end I was crying like a baby in front of the laptop <laughs> I was so happy uh, and yeah even if we lost that was a highlight clearly because it's been a something that I've been following for so many years and stuff like that it's just part of my life and that was freaking cool. <laughs> and with all the downs also that I had this year, that was a nice spark of joy in the middle of this mess, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, be. yeah, like I mentioned at the beginning, and like you said, like, it sounds so cliche, like, because I've heard it so many times on, you know, Instagram influencer stuff, but like, life is now. <laughs> and life it might be next year, but it might also not be. Mm. Or it might be extremely different. And, all the reminders that I keep getting for the past four years, I don't believe in universe share, but if someone is trying to s tell me something, he's doing a good job at it. Because mm. <laughs> it's been going on for four or five years now, all those things that, these messages I keep receiving. <laughs> and it's like, I get it now, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, something we didn't talk about, I forgot, it's about, you know, even like traveling with COVID, like, the something that I did after spending two weeks in Oxapampa and being disconnected was just 
unfollowing everyone on Instagram. Sorry, it's not personal, guys. I still love everyone. <laughs> but I didn't want to waste time scrolling. And also, I deleted all my news app. And because I was sick of... Well, first, being in this place made me realize how life can be easy and that we make life difficult. A lot of things that are stressful and complicated in life are created by us and are actually choices that we make. And This was in Oxapampa where we didn't have internet connection. Yeah. We had very basic food and water. Yeah. And, like and life was really relaxed. I was feeling really good. And there's so many external factors that we bring pretty much purposely to our lives that cause a lot of stress. And then we complain about the stress, but just remove the source, you know, stuff like that. That's it. So I just got rid of all this news and stuff like that because I, I was just tired of it. And one of them being fucking COVID, to be honest. And I know, like, like I'm not like, it's fake, stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm vaccinated and stuff and I'm being careful. I wear a mask, whatever. Um, but I also think this sort of overreaction. I also think that a lot of people are wasting years of their lives. It's a choice. I mean, it's fine. Like, if you happy with it you're happy with it just don't complain that's that's kind of my thing because uh, it's, it's a choice like we decided to go traveling and we're okay like you can travel if you want to and you can visit places you can meet people um, yeah you just have to be aware that things are going on you might have to be a little bit more careful with a few things than you would be in normal time um, but yeah i I feel like the, I mean, I think we all know that, but like the, the media and stuff just create a lot of fear. And I don't think the whole thing is fully justified. And I mean, I don't know, whatever. It's not about, I, I choose personally to live my life and rather than being stuck somewhere for, I don't know how, how, how long, because, you know, at the beginning we thought it was going to be three months and then six and one year. And it's been pretty much two years now. And it doesn't seem to be getting better from the little bit of news I got recently. So. I'm happy to be living my life in Peru right now. Um. It's interesting because I've not been reading the news for years. Yeah. I'd, like I stopped years and years ago. I, remember, I don't know, like six years ago. I remember people were like, why don't you read the news? And like thinking I was an idiot for like being so ignorant, I guess. But I just don't see, even without COVID stuff, I don't see how knowing that somebody killed someone and this happened and that happened is going to help me in my life. It doesn't at all. So I've stopped reading the news anyway. But I think the COVID thing... The, the thing I've learned with COVID is that everyone just needs to do whatever they're happy with. And mm. I don't think there's any right or wrong. I think if you want to go traveling, go traveling. If you want to stay at home, stay at home. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, then don't. And like, I just think people have just got to have their own level of responsibility and stop trying to judge or influence and convince, or, convince yeah. or make people feel bad about whatever it is about their decisions. Like us coming traveling, people think we're batshit crazy other people think it's fine and it's amazing mm. or like people getting vaccinated like we're vaccinated people think that's batshit crazy because we're being controlled by the government and it's all a whatever like conspiracy and and i think other people think it's the most safe thing you can do and like i just think i, do, I just think with covid you just got to do whatever you're comfortable with and accept what other people are comfortable with and that's it like yeah you do you and yeah live your life i live my life and yeah. doesn't mean we can't be friends or anything anyway but in terms of traveling it's actually been fine like yeah. it's been so interesting because peru you have to wear a mask outside every single person wears a mask outside 
And then sometimes you might be asked to wear two masks inside and there's also hand sanitizer. Sometimes they check your temperature, they check vaccines. So it's it varies um, from city to city. We found in Peru, we've only been here obviously. So it changes depending on the city, it depend, depends on the shop or the restaurant you're going to. So it does all change, but it's been fine. It's just, okay, we wear a mask and we use hand sanitizer more than we would do otherwise. Yeah. But like, it's not been scary it's not been bad it's not been you know we've not had covid we've not been in hospital we've not been like i just think if you're going to be careful anywhere you can be careful anywhere like if you're going to be careful at home you can be careful in peru (laughs) or wherever else you want to go yeah and if you don't want to be careful whatever you are you want to be careful anyway so you might as well be wherever you want to be rather than being forced to be in a place where you don't want to be but it has been interesting to see that compared to the u.s where in miami we're in we had like three months of lockdown and then everything was back to normal big parties and things without masks and then france and england have had their own things in terms of like restrictions and quarantining and social distancing and all the rest of it and i think now you don't need to wear masks maybe you do now i'm not sure but it's been interesting to come here thinking that because it's maybe a country that's not as developed it would be worse yeah no it's actually it's been actually a lot safer the, yeah maybe. the safest place yeah the, I'd more, say. the most strict as well mm. yeah yeah so yeah, twenty twenty one has been eventful. Lots of ups and downs. Lots of ups and downs on a global scale, but also very personal shit happening to us. And yeah, we are well at the moment we are where we want it to be. <laughs> yeah. It just took a little bit longer than expected. Uh I'm not sure what twenty twenty two is gonna be like, because like we said, we might have to go back to England maybe by them listening we are in england already who knows um but yeah i feel it's not gonna be as smooth as we thought it would be <laughs> life never is generally you know? uh, so yeah we're just gonna have to deal with it and and make the best out of whatever is gonna come um, but you say we might have to go back to england it would be a choice yeah it would be no, like yeah, yeah, choosing yeah. to go back no yeah it's just you know we don't have to do anything no but it would just be more to support my family and no, we don't have to, but we will make. It's a it's a decision that we will make. Uh, just it's not the first thing that we wanted yeah. to do. That's what I mean. No, but yeah, um, there are more important things than traveling. It's just we need to navigate life. <laughs> yeah. So, have you got any goals for twenty twenty two? Honestly, no. I didn't think about it yet, and <laughs> maybe I was going to think about it this week, but I think I'll just pass because. <laughs> nice not to think of that new year new year new me thing yeah, new no. resolutions i'm not a big fan of that anyway this is the year we're gonna do this thing like no now is the thing to do this thing and not wait till yeah. january no i mean the, the only goal if i have one is the same then i had in mind for the past two years it's at the end of 2022 i would like to i didn't put a number on it but i would like to yeah i would like us to be nearly financially dependent uh, maybe not in miami standards but in some countries where we can live <laughs> you know i know things take longer than expected that's that's my main goal just grow all the things that we are working on that's my main thing to be honest i'm not really worried about anything else same i think grow my youtube is my main that's my main um goal yeah goal Objective. but also yeah i mean obviously traveling but like no matter what we do it'll be youtube whether we go back home for three years or whether we travel for three years or whether yeah. we whatever 
either way it's going to be creating youtube content because i enjoy it i think i enjoy the creative process i enjoy making something and i enjoy making three like three times a week making this thing that people are going to watch and take value from whether it's entertaining or it's funny or it's informative or whatever and also having these memories for us so growing my youtube growing my um subscriber following and money and i have no idea what that means how many that will be i have no idea but we'll see yeah all right guys merry christmas happy new year Today is the 28th of December, just <laughs> for the ID. But we hope 2021 was good for you. We hope 2022 will be better. Podcast is going to carry on every week. Rosie is going to carry on on YouTube. So if you want to see our cutie faces <laughs> once in a while, hop on the YouTube channel, you can see our faces. If you just like our voices, keep listening there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, have a wonderful holidays and we'll be back next week as usual with a brand new episode yeah thank you so much for listening hope you enjoyed it happy new year let's bring on 2022 bye